Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. What a night. And you know what? The shepherd's got to see it. I always wanted to be a shepherd because I just love David so much. And that's exactly what I am. people there is no other throne but the manger throne that's where he sits on earth on the manger throne is your heart a stable or is your heart an inn Jesus, the person of God, comes to make his home with the lowly and the contrite, to establish those who make themselves available. And it's usually those people who identify as a stable. I need cleaning up. manger is a feed trough manger sounds a bit more glorified but make no mistake God what he inhabits glorifies everything hover for a minute and just play if, if anybody if you musicians have got something just go for it just just hover tonight what a night Jesus came the manifestation of the person of God today I pray that your spirit is carried on those words I provide the sacrifice you provide the fire burn burn Lord burn I have the privilege of, because I'm a shepherd, 
I can push everything out. And if I want to stay in the presence of God, I do. I just push it out, push it. Push my deadlines out. I love that. Just ask you to take your seats. And as they say, fasten your seat belts. Put your head between your knees and, and kiss your old life goodbye. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there must be something like a revelation angel like that comes along. I remember I was in the dairy, so I'm a farmer. And I was in the dairy like probably 10 years ago. And this thing went past me and it said, righteousness exalts a nation. And when he does that, you get such a revelation of righteousness. Righteousness exalts everything. You choose righteousness. You choose the cost of righteousness. He will exalt you because you're coming up with him. You're coming up to dwell with him. For me to hold this microphone has been quite a journey. <laughs> and I just want to thank you, Steve and Kylie. I'm so honoured to be here. It's probably taken me 20 years to get here. But I, this is probably one of the greatest honours you can give me. Because I take this very seriously. And God told me last week, he said, Daniel, it's going to be a tough week. And a tough week for me is when he doesn't really speak. And when I'm needing to him to, to tell me what I've got to say. But he said... It will be all right in the end. So my message hasn't totally come together and I'm pretty nervous about it, but usually, usually the buffalo didn't really care because I preached to the buffalo. <laughs> they say, they've said to me, you know, we need a pass now because we're sick of repenting. <laughs> yeah. Linda and I have been watching a lot of shepherds, shepherds that are following their flocks. And in the deserts, there's a pile of shepherds that follow their camels and they're called the Bastrian camels. The Bastrian camel can handle far greater, worse weather than a human. So when the desert storm comes, the, the, the camel just shuts its eyes, it's got three eyelids and it can do 15 days without water. And it has the ability to convert fat into hydration. And it can handle the heat. And it's just amazing. And it's cloven foot, chews its cud. And it, and it can, can be eaten, it gives milk, and it can carry burdens. 
And there's another animal that is just as amazing. And it's called the reindeer. The reindeer can handle up to minus 70 degrees Celsius. It's, it's so insulated that it does not lose body heat, that it can lay on snow, and underneath it, it doesn't even melt. It can carry, it's a beast of burden, it can carry you, can feed you, and it can clothe you. And I can see God in that. Doesn't matter where you go. To the ends of the earth, whether it's hot or cold, there's something there that can be with you, to carry you, to feed you, and to clothe you. Isn't that awesome? This week, can you put Isaiah 33, verse 14? I, I sent this to Steve. Actually, I sent two, a verse here and he sent me the whole, the, the rest of it. It said, who of us can dwell with the consuming fire? Who of us can dwell with everlasting burnings? And the next verse, those who walk righteously and speak what is right, who reject gain from extortion and keep their hands from accepting bribes. Accepting bribe is something that you will satisfy yourself to alter your pursuit of something else. So if you will, like the church can accept a vibe to say, right, I, I will tone down the gospel if I can have people. And so it's, a, it's an accepting of a, a bribe and, and, and who stop their ears from the plots of murder, who, 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 who aren't interested in unrighteous gain, who have sacrificed the love of this world and will not compromise for unrighteous gain and shut their eyes from contemplating evil. That you've covenanted with your eyes. And the next verse. They are the ones that dwell on the heights, whose refuge will be the mountain fortress. Their bread will be supplied to them and water will not fail them. And the next verse. <laughs> Can you see that? It says, your eyes will see the king in his beauty and view a land that stretches afar. This is where we as a church, we as a people, we as an individual, we all need to view Jesus born in the stable. Because when we view that and we view the sacrifice that he made coming from his throne to earth, no sacrifice we can make will come near 
what he did. And to see the king in his beauty. And then also you get to view the land that is yours. Can, I, can you understand that? You get to view the inheritance that he has given you on earth. But the only way you can do that is by having a relationship with the person of God. Him. The person. There are some people in here that your, your life, your spiritual life, and I dare say that it's more men my age, that your life, your spiritual walk is dead because you've come to a relationship through church, through what you've got to do, through dead works. But you don't have a relationship with the person of God. Christ the King. And the reason for that is Isaiah chapter, what's the next one? 60, 66 verse 2, Regan. Has not my hand made all these things? And so they came into being, declares the Lord. Next verse. These are the ones I look on with favour. Those who are humble and contrite in spirit and who tremble at my word. If you tremble at his word, you are humble and contrite. And you know, one of the first things I see, and this is something that comes out of incredible personal experience, is if you harden your heart toward your wife, that's where hardness starts to come in. And oftentimes she speaks from the position of where God comes from. Like, why are you doing that? You shouldn't do that. Because she has the same desire as he does. And that is for your heart. And so when you harden your heart, you choose to be the in. And Jesus is going to be born somewhere. But he's not going to be born in you. Because he resists the proud. Life comes after truth. It says, I am the way, the first step. I am the truth, the second step. And I am the life. People want the way and the life without the truth. And we end up in a bad way. If you tremble at his word, that means you've heard the truth. 
And Isaiah chapter, the next one, is it nine or six? Nine. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The purpose of him coming is for you to give the government of your life to him. We weren't meant to have the government of our lives. We were not. We end up with every man doing what is right in his own eyes. We end up dispersed, not loving each other, and it becomes anarchy and confusion and bad. For unto us a child is born... And to us a son is given. And interesting, the order. And the government shall be on upon his shoulders first. I'm only just seeing this now. Next verse. And he will be called. You give him the government. He will be called Wonderful. Counselor. And if you need a counselor... Mighty God. I wonder if you've got to see him as a mighty God, and then you'll see him as an everlasting father. Prince of peace. Give him the government, and he'll counsel you, and you'll inherit peace. And a father. And the greatness of his government and peace There will be no end and he will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom. Establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. We love God's gifts and we love what God gives us and we've been taught to to go around and, and pursue the blessing And we have learnt not to love him and his ways. His ways are so sure. His ways are so righteous. His ways are are straight, but they're narrow. And it takes concentration to stay on the narrow way. And oftentimes, if you follow the crowd and leave the person of him leading you and leaving the government of, and take the government of him and you resume the government on your shoulders, you'll end up in the Broadway. And people, I think we've all come to realise that the Broadway is not a happy place. It's not a happy place. Because we're all seeking our own. We all want to glorify ourselves. We all love the, the money. We're all willing to take the bribe. God can give you anything real quick. 
Now, the beginning of COVID, I came down from the farm, which was a, a desert for us. The desert is really glorious in one part and not very glorious in another. <laughs> because you learn where the glory is. The glory is in here. That's why he said Jesus is the hope of glory. The hope of glory is only found in the person of God. You can't inherit glory without coming into a relationship with the person of God. There's no other way to relate to him. There's no other, there's, there's no other way. And you'll find that a person is happy about something about others. He's happy with some things you do and not happy with others. It's a bit like meeting a woman. The first two weeks, for me, <laughs> she was happy with everything I did. <laughs> As we got closer, the more I realised that she was here to form Christ in me in a way that he wanted it. And that my heart is for the hard-hearted men here. I want to speak to you, men. They... If you have a look at your heart, really, you'll see it's a bit like a stable. It's cobwebs, there's dust, there's yesterday's feed from the animals, there's animal manure everywhere, and there's animals. She's not exactly a great place. But is it available? Is it available for you to have the king born in there? And you know, a star, it changed everything. That day changed everything. The heavens lit up. The shepherds saw it and went to the stable. They didn't go to the inn. The wise men travelled from the other side of the, of the world, following the star, bringing wealth. I, I read a caption this week. You can tell the wise men weren't wise women because the women would have bought towels and... <laughs> <laughs> nappies <laughs> and baby food and bottles and everything else that goes with it. <laughs> uh, 
I wonder if there's some of you that want to make it right this morning. Especially you men. We're going, the world's going to a place where you won't be able to navigate it without him. Hallelujah. When God revealed it, I, I had a vision of Jesus that was so intense. I had to read the Bible to make sure it was actually true. Because I hadn't really read about people seeing Jesus the way I saw him. And the only way to explain it was Paul wrote in one verse, Therefore, knowing the terror of the Lord, I persuade men. He scared everything out of me. And I loved it. It was so attractive. And you know what? I did not think from that day on anything was a problem for him. He can clean everybody up real quick. The world's not wicked enough for the revelation of Jesus. <laughs> but when you see the terror, I rub my head in the dirt saying, the Lord is God, the Lord is God. You don't see wickedness as being the problem. You see, can he make his home with you is the issue. That's the issue. Will you humble yourself? Say, Lord, it's not much, but it's a manger. It's not much. I've never regretted the day that I have done this. Never. Never regretted it. Sometimes I wondered where he was and what he was doing, but I never questioned his existence. You follow after principle. You follow after the masses and what you should do and shouldn't do. You bring your Bible to church. It's more important to have the Bible written on your heart than you bring your Bible to church. And I'm not saying don't bring your Bible to church. I'm saying let it be engraved in your heart. And you know the wages of sin is death. You sin, you die. The Holy Spirit departs because he can't. The flesh is in enmity with the Spirit. And if we follow after the flesh, you're not friends with God. But you might vacuum the carpet in the church. You might provide well for your house and you might not swear. You might even be the most moral person. You might not get drunk. It really doesn't matter. 
is Jesus. Can he make his home, the person of God, the, the life, the living of God? But the problem is he is a consuming fire. To keep him, he got to burn your life up. All the old, all the past. He's a consuming, who can dwell with him? You got to give it to him. I repent, I repent, I repent. I repent for watching this. I repent for saying this. I repent for doing that. I repent for going there. I repent for choosing this. And you find out that your heart is a stable. And you know what? The closer you get to him, it never changes. But who cares? He's there. And the desert is to create in you a holy love for him which separates you from the world. You're separated. I love him. He wouldn't be happy with me if I did that. Just like God creates the animals, he provides everything. He provides everything for you to feed you, to shelter you, to carry you. And if he hasn't, you probably might, might want to go around to the back of the stable. And meet him and say, Lord, I welcome your government. I welcome your authority. And let me tell you something. You know that God is not an exposer of shame. He is... He's not even, he is love. He identifies as love. If we talk about love, we eventually have to go back to the originator and him who is love. You know, I was going through, I was going through a massive drought. I went through three. Every time I got better because I realised that my mental, my, it was, he was a problem because God was providing all along the way. It just, he did it at the last minute. <laughs> Every time. And there was no drought. There was nothing I could go through. I had 400 cows I had to feed. I, all my creditors were so jam-packed. Like I, I couldn't get from everywhere, anywhere else. I'd go out and wait on him and he'd show me a way through. Every time. Until a time it actually stopped. And then I said, God, am I meant to be here? And he said no. So I moved away. He is everything. Yes. He says he is. Yes. He is. People question the suffering on this earth. It's because of us. Because we choose to have the government on our shoulders and do what we think is right. I had a little analogy. God always gives me these analogies. I usually don't come up that well in them because <laughs> he's usually speaking to me. <laughs> Anyhow, well, my son's learning to drive and we're coming back from Kerrang and he had his L plates on and we're cruising along. 
And we come from Kerrang, and there's three hours of pretty much, not much, straight line. And Sam said, go to sleep, Dad. And he put his... He probably wanted to listen to his own music, so he put his ear, ear pods in, and I went to sleep. The next minute, I get a bang on my arm. I wake up, and right next to us is a copper. <laughs> right next to us, with his lights flashing. And we're hooking along. <laughs> I always wonder when Sam drives, we always get there 20 minutes earlier. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyhow, the guy comes out and says, um, he realises that, you know, we're father and son. And so he said, oh, Dad's been sleeping. <laughs> I said, you know, you know how they ask questions to entrap you? <laughs> you know, and how you're not meant, you know, you read all these, you look at all these, you know, you give them a vague answer so we're questioning Anyhow, I said yes. And they asked, so Sam, so bo- son, you've been speeding? He said, yes. He said, how fast are you going? <sighs> Sam said, 110 in 100. I said, all right, okay. Well, you do realise that dad, and he called me dad, he said, do you realise that your son is actually driving un- Supervised. I said yes. And anyhow, they worked back and I said to Sam, I said, we are going to be crucified. (laughs) (laughs) And not with Christ. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, they came back and they had one ticket. And they gave it to Sam. And I said to them, I said, you're not going to book me? They said, no, mate. I said, mate, you're gracious. And we drove off. And anyhow, Sam turned to me in $240 fine. Sam was saving to go to Sweden. And he said, Dad, you need to pay half that fine. (laughs) I said, why? I said, the policeman gave it to you. <laughs> I said, no way. I said, I'm not paying that fine. I said, he said, he actually saw him coming the other way and he sped up when he saw he was going around the corner. I said, so you knew you were speeding. He said, yeah, but you, you should have told me. I said, well, I am not paying that fine. He says, well, I'm going to tell mum. <laughs> So we ran in the house. I said, Linda, you stay out of it. I said, this is not your business. I said, I've got it sorted. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Anyhow, at that night, God showed me the scenario. And he said, it's your fault. And instantly, I knew the consequences of us being asleep. The consequences of us men who know better of being asleep while our young people are having a go at their life. The consequences of the church snoring while their their city goes. 
Because of the authority. Daddy said, all you had to do was tell me to slow down. But I've got to identify as righteous to govern. I've got to, I've got to have the righteousness of God to govern a city. Our dwelling place must be on high. Where we live... We must dwell in the heights where he is, where the eagles go, separated unto him. But we as a people need to be that way. Separated unto him. So therefore the government that is on his shoulders is manifested through us, the church. And when we're one... When we're reconciled with him, with each other. I found it very easy to seek God on my own. And when I got married and had kids, it was a whole different story. Actually being around people, I thought I was really good. And most of us men think, you know, when we've been single for a while, we think we're actually, you know, she's lucky to have us. (laughs) 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 until you realise that you carry on sins of the father you carry on things in your life that are got to be dealt with Regan is he there? actually I'll, I'll quote it it says that they that they that actually are in Zion that have done what he said. He said, there shall be no one sick. And it says, and your sins shall be forgiven. And people, this is the message I have for you today. Let Christ be born in you. Christ, the person of God. It's just not a Christmas carol or something we do every year. It's the reality of God. He came to earth to be born. He died so he could be born in us to take away the sins of the world. And then the government of our lives can rest on him. It is the most awesome thing. And then you can dwell with the devouring fire. You can dwell with him. And let me tell you something. I love the other part of God, the mighty, the strong. I'll tell you something. When I I first came into reality of what God was like, and I liked him, is when I blatantly swore at him. I went as hard as I could. That's pretty much my life. Go as hard as you can. And I swore, and it was bad. And I jumped off my, on my motorbike, and I drove away, and within 20 seconds, I was paralysed on the ground because a little beetle had flown in my ear, and he went so far up that the pain was paralysing And you know what I said? That's my God. He heard me. 
He can hear on the high mountain. He can hear on the low valley. But he hears. And I tell you what, it took 20 minutes for that thing to get out. I repented of everything in my life three times. <laughs> Said, I'll never do it again. And I tell you what, I had a reverence of God. I had a reverence of God and I love the reverence of God. And Isaiah, and Isaiah it's an Isaiah day. Isaiah talked about Jesus and he said, upon him is the spirit of God, spirit of revelation, the spirit of fear of God, the spirit of encouragement, the spirit, the spirit of seven spirits. And he walked away. This is how I see it. He walked away and he turned around and he said, oh, by the way, his delight was in the fear of God. And when our delight is in the fear of God, the Father, the mighty God, give him, his, our, give him the government. I tell you what, you'll find out Jesus is the hope of glory. The hope of glory. It doesn't matter where you are. You can be in prison and sing like Paul because he knew the hope of glory. Prison come down. You can be in the most wicked nation you go up and you focus on God. Fire comes down in hev from heaven. The whole nation repents. You can go into a, a battle where there's 200,000 Assyrians. You worship him and overnight they're all, they're all gone. You can be thrown in the fire. And I tell you what, the best place to be was in that fire. Because that was where they even identified the Son of God in there. Wow. Are we a people like that? Do we know Jesus like that? Is he that much to you? And you know what? You delight in being wrong. Because I follow the one who is right. And in humility... My flesh is wrong. In my flesh is no good thing. But we follow the Spirit of God. It's glorious. It's the only hope. And you know, the wicked is getting a lot worse. And in Revelation it said, the wicked's only going to get worse. But that doesn't matter. Read the beginning of the book. And probably the most... The greatest verse for me in the Bible is, Adam, where are you? I love that. And I've vowed in my life, I will not let him say, Daniel, where are you? I'm turning up. I'm one of those guys that didn't have to be fat and skinny to go to a gym. If I need to go to the gym, if I'm fat, I'm going. If you're full of sin, I'm going to meet with him. I'm turning up. I'm going to meet him, whatever the price. And the price is you. You're the sacrifice. You've got to lay your life down. You've got to lay your knowledge of him to know him. Everybody knew, oh, that was Jesus the carpenter. But the ones that usually called him the carpenter didn't know him as the saviour of the world.
Amen. Um, that message from Daniel requires a response. It's not just a heart response, although the heart response is the initial response. But before we go into 2024, we need to settle some things in our own heart. And for most of you, it's what God has already been speaking to you about. So this is just a yes to the confirmation that God brought through Daniel this morning. So firstly, the men need to lead in this response. So if you're a man in this house this morning, even if this isn't your normal church, and God has put his hand on your heart this morning and said you need to step up next year you need to draw nearer to me and you need to lay some things down the men need to stand up first if that's you and you're a man stand up now We don't, we don't need any music. We don't need any piano. I'm just going to give you a minute to have a little dialogue with, with the Father. There's a new mantle of authority coming on the men. Things that you would have shrunk back from, you won't shrink back from next year. Questions about your faith that you've dodged or given puny answers to, you won't shrink back from those questions anymore. Decisions that you have to make, you won't shrink back from them anymore. There's a new authority, there's a new power there's a new anointing coming on you as men that you will just step up. Now the rest of us who've been prompted by the Holy Spirit, we're going to stand with you.
Thank you, Father God, for this new season that you're taking us into. Thank you, Father, for the government and the authority that you're requiring of us as a church to rise up and to speak the truth without compromise. To live the life that you've called us to live without compromise. To love as you love, to lead as you lead, to speak as you speak. And to stay in step with the Father, Jesus, as you stayed in step with the Father. We devote ourselves to you, Lord. Devoted to you, Father. Devoted to you, Father. True disciples. True followers. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It's only by the Spirit that we can step this out. It's only by the Holy Spirit that we can lead this, live this out. So thank you, Holy Spirit. Fill us afresh. Fill us afresh right here, right now. To overflow, to overflow, to overflowing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.